you've got the sword of the spirit, the shield of faith, helmet of salvation, belt of truth, gospel sandals. You are fully girt up with the armor of God. And God says, now you go and you conquer in the name of Jesus and make your mark. Welcome to Life Talk with Dr. Jeff Wickwire, author and founding senior pastor of the exciting Turning Point Church in Fort Worth, Texas. Pastor Jeff is known for his heartfelt and practical proclamation of the scriptures. We are so glad you joined us today. So stay tuned as Pastor Jeff teaches, encourages, and challenges you from the Word of God. When God gives you a dream, neither years, fears, nor tears need kill it. Hi, and welcome to Life Talk. I'm Jeff Wickwire, and thank you so much for joining us. Today we're continuing a new series I'm calling The Unsung Heroes of the Bible with a look at a man named Caleb. You know, one of the greatest failures recorded in all the Word of God is that of Israel's failure to cross over into the Promised Land. We're told that only two men out of over a million people from the first generation made it. One of those men was named Caleb. Caleb is remarkable, not only for his courage and faith, but for his unwillingness to let God's dream for him die with old age. This message is for everyone with a dream that has been under attack. Caleb is about to show us that neither years nor tears should be allowed to steal your dream. So grab your Bible and follow along as I share the message, Caleb, an old man with a young dream. I want to share with you today about another unsung hero in the Bible. His name is Caleb. Now, when I say Caleb, you think of another name, don't you? Say it. Joshua. Because usually we hear about Joshua, focus on Joshua, look at Joshua. But Caleb was right there next to him. He's one of the unsung heroes. But why are we focusing on these people? Because they're the ones tucked away in the shadows of the Old Testament who you don't hear a lot about, not front burner people. But because they did what they did, the front burner people we all know about were able to do what they did. There's nobody unimportant in the body of Christ. Everybody has a place and everybody's important. Everybody is a 10 in some area. And I want you to know you're important to God and in his body. So let's read about this hero named Caleb. Then the children of Judah came to Joshua in Gilgal And Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite, said to him, that is to Joshua. Now what he's doing is he's rehearsing what God had spoken to him and Joshua 45 years before. He's 85, hearkening back to when he was 40, and he can still remember it. Amen. He says, you know the word which the Lord said to Moses, the man of God, Concerning you and me, Joshua, in Kadesh Barnea. I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to spy out the land. Remember when the 12 spies were sent? He's remembering back now. And he says, on my part, I brought back word to him as it was in my heart. Nevertheless, my brethren who went up with me made the heart of the people melt. They brought back an evil report, tragically. But I wasn't like them. 
I didn't follow the crowd. I wholly followed the Lord my God. So Moses swore on that day, saying, Surely the land, now he's talking to Caleb, Surely the land where your foot has trodden shall be your inheritance and your children's forever. Now say with me, he just got a word from God. Okay, now here's a promise given to a 40-year-old man of what his inheritance was in God by faith. So he says, because you have wholly followed the Lord my God, and now behold, the Lord has kept me alive. Now he's jumping ahead. He's 85 again, talking to Joshua. The Lord's kept me alive, Joshua. As he said these 45 years, ever since the Lord spoke this word to Moses, while Israel wandered in the wilderness, and now here I am this day, 85 years old, and as yet I am as strong this day as on the day that Moses sent me. Hallelujah. Every older person in here say, go Caleb. He's basically saying, I've still got it. Gray hair and all. Now, he says, just as my strength was then, so now is my strength for war, both for going out and for coming in. I'm as good today as I was 45 years ago. That's Holy Ghost living. That's what righteousness will do for you. Now, now I want you to read this last part with me because here's an 85-year-old man whose dream has not died and he still wants what God promised him. Read it with me. Now, therefore, shout it to me now. Give me this mountain. How many of you got a mountain? You can say to God the same thing. Give it to me, Lord. Give me this mountain. Give me this mountain of which the Lord spoke in that day. Now, this passage that we just read, of course, centers on what I told you, Caleb, a man named Caleb. Now, Caleb was a part of Israel when they left Egypt. He was there when God divided the waters of the Red Sea. Now, I want you to remember that when that Red Sea divided, it was a picture of our salvation. It's an Old Testament type of our salvation. They went from bondage in Egypt, they went from slavery to Pharaoh, across the sea, the sea closed over their enemy, and they began their journey to the promised land. Perfect picture of Christian living. Now, Egypt has always represented the world, and Pharaoh has always represented Satan. So they essentially were delivered from the world and from Satan. They walked across the Red Sea, parted on both sides, and when they got to the other side, God closed it so they could never return to the world. Now, we baptized a minute ago, and here's what we said to these folks that were baptized. We said, buried with him by baptism into his death, raised to walk in the newness of life. That's a type of the Red Sea. Because when you're buried in the waters of baptism, you leave that old life behind, and you can't go back. I said, you can't go back. You're moving on now. And God closed the waters. And so we have been delivered from the world and we have been delivered from our arch foe, the devil. Now, as you know, Israel could have gone straight to the promised land. It would not have taken them long at all. As a matter of fact, just a few weeks, they could have traversed that landmass in that short a time. That's the tragedy of it. 40 years they wandered, and the first generation didn't even make it, except for two men, Joshua and Caleb. 
Now, this provides another picture of our salvation, and that is that we didn't just get a ticket to go to heaven, but the Christian life and eternal life have already begun for everyone in this room who has named the name of Christ. You're not going to die someday and go to heaven. I mean, you are, and, and then begin to experience eternal life. You've got eternal life right now. Your eternal life has already begun. God saves us. He promises us that we can have a life of victory and intense spiritual joy. Jesus, my joy I give to you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world gives, give I unto you. But rather than claim what's rightfully ours, we make so often, just like the children of Israel, and where we could have had peace and joy and fellowship, power and the glory of God, Many of us choose to live in a spiritual wilderness just like they did, wandering 40 years, going around the same mountains, the same landmass, over and over again, when they could have gone over into the land flowing with milk and honey. They lived and died the first generation in the wilderness, defeated and depressed. And that's what happens to a lot of believers. Isn't that sad? Because we have an incredible inheritance from God. We have a great inheritance from the Lord. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, meekness, kindness, faith. Against such there is no law. Spiritual life, spiritual victory. Joy unspeakable and full of glory. But how many Christians do you meet that way? How many times do you meet Christians that are really manifesting such a life? See, what we do is we window shop when it comes to the Word of God. We open up the Word of God and we go walking through all the stores. I came to give you life and that more abundantly. Oh, that looks great. Isn't that incredible? And I give you my peace. Oh, look at that promise. He gives us peace. And we are to bring forth the fruit of the Spirit as I just named. Love, joy, and peace, and so on and so forth. What an incredible window. But we never walk into the store and purchase those things with the currency of faith. We window shop. A lot of people window shop. I'm going to go ahead and get in trouble and say more women do it than men. How many of you men have ever been with your wife in a mall and say, what are we doing here? Oh, I'm just looking. I can do other things besides just look. They do it all the time. Men don't normally like it. I like going into the mall, knowing exactly what I'm going to get, grabbing it and getting out while I still can. One man said to his wife, why do you call it shopping? You never buy anything. Very wisely, she said, why do you call it fishing? You never catch anything. (laughs) Ladies, remember that. That's a great reply. Well, I just like fishing. Well, I just like window shopping. As Christians, we need to do more than window shop. Listen, it's time that we don't play church any longer. We're losing our nation in front of our eyes. What God is looking for is salty, filled up, prayed up, lifed up believers who are walking in the power of the Holy Spirit, not just window shopping, but saying, I want that. I'm going to go in and purchase it with the currency of faith and begin to walk in it and live in it and experience it in my own life. Today, I want us to see what in the world would empower How in the world did an 85-year-old man in the twilight of his years not lose his dream, not lose his vision? Because you see, Caleb was ready to go over and get it, experience that promised land, inherit the mountain he had stood on when Joshua 
Moses actually gave him the word of the Lord where your foot stood. It's yours. He wanted it, but he couldn't go over because the first generation believed in an evil report. They were held back. And for 40 extra years, he had to wander in that wilderness until the last one of that first generation died off. Don't you know there were times he said to himself, my best years are passing away. I'm at the height of my prime And here I am having a hold back and can't cross over because of these people. He had unexpected detours. He had unforeseen battles. What he thought he was going to experience earlier on, he had to wait years to get. Some of you are that way right now. God gave you a dream a long time ago. And you have thought that because it was so long ago, it must be that it's not ever going to happen. But I'm going to tell you today, I came with a different word for you. That God gives dreams and God gives visions and God gives purpose and God gives destiny. And though the years go by and you experience unexpected detours, it doesn't mean God's finished with you. He's not. So how did he do it? How did Caleb, who pictures the Christian, who's willing to pay the price, fight the battles and win the victory that God has waiting for him, In the verses that we just read, we're given some clues as to how he did it. I want to know how he did it, don't you? How did this 85-year-old man, when most people would be going, give him my gold watch and my 401k and let me find some place to fish the remainder of my days. That was not him. He was a conqueror. He was a man of faith. He wanted everything that God had for him. So let's allow this unsung hero, Caleb, to speak to us today. I see him and I call him the older man with a young dream. He never let his dream go. First, I see a key to his acquiring his inheritance so late in life and never losing his dream. Here it was. The first key to Caleb's success was that God had all of Caleb that there was to have. Think about that. God had all of Caleb. I want God to have all of me. Do you want God to have all of you? That means he's Lord over every thought, over every word, over every action, every attitude, every footstep, every place I go, every place I've been. He is the Lord of all. He's got all of me. Do you know that six times in the Old Testament, this phrase is spoken about Caleb. He wholly followed the Lord. Wholly followed the Lord. And there's always a because right before it. It says, God gave Caleb his inheritance because he wholly followed the Lord. God had all of him. And I looked in the Hebrew language, found something incredible here. Do you know what holy follow the Lord means? It's a phrase that means to close the gap. To close the gap. It's used in hunting referring to a hunter who's closing the gap between himself and his prey. You got somebody hunting deer. At first, the deer's a long ways off. They're following tracks. They know they're on the trail, but as they continue to pursue, they know they're getting closer and closer and closer to their prey. They're closing the gap between themselves and what they're hunting for. And what it's telling us about Caleb is that every day that he woke up, he said, how can I close the gap between me and God today? How can I close the distance? How can I get closer than I was yesterday? How can I know him better than I knew him last year? 
I want to tell you, I know the Lord better today than I knew him at this time last year. And I fully intend to know him better at this time next year than I know him now. You know why? Because I made up my mind to close the gap. What about you? I'm going to close the distance between me and the Lord. It means when you wake up in the morning, you say, how can I get closer than I was yesterday? How can I get nearer to him than I was last week? Let me get into that word and close the gap between me and God. You know, a lot of believers, they're always trying to figure out how they can dance around the flame of the world without diving fully in. In other words, how far away from God can I get and still be saved or still be right, but not Caleb? He got up and said, how much closer can I get today than I did yesterday? I want to close the gap. So he was totally, completely committed to keeping the distance between himself and the Lord as short as possible. And that's the way you got to live if you're going to be blessed by God. Anybody in here want to be blessed by God? Really blessed by God? Can I tell you it's never going to happen until he has all of you. I've noticed when God gets all of you, you get all of him. When you say, Lord, be my Lord, totally and completely, I surrender all. That is when God says, that's what I've been waiting to hear. And he pours out his blessing. He gives exceeding abundantly above all that we could ask for or even think. Caleb decided that every inch, every ounce, every nerve, every fiber of his being was going to belong to God. Now you might be saying, well, Pastor Jeff, that sounds to me like the kind of commitment that you preachers ought to have, but not me, a normal person sitting out here in the church chairs and just coming to church on a Sunday, I I don't really see that I should live that way. Oh, listen, you're called to ministry. You're called to shine for him. You're called to be a part of the body of Christ. You're called to be influential for Jesus. You can go places this week. I can't go touch people. I can't touch talk to people. I'll never meet. You are God's light and his salt out there in that world. You're supposed to shine not be hidden under a bushel. You ought to be on a rooftop shining for him. God's got you as his designated strategic witnesses everywhere you go every day. So yes, you ought to be all of his. The Bible says you're bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your life. Can you say with me, I'm bought. I am purchased with the currency of the blood of the Lamb. When Julius Caesar landed on the shores of Britain with his Roman legions, he took a bold and decisive step to ensure the success of his military venture. Ordering his men to halt on the edge of the cliffs of Dover, he commanded them to look down at the waters below. So they went down and they looked down at where they had landed on ships just shortly before. And to their amazement, they saw that every one of these ships that they had arrived in were engulfed in flames. They looked at their leader and knew that he had deliberately cut off every possibility of retreat. Now that his soldiers were unable to return to the continent, there was nothing left for them to do but advance and conquer. And can I tell you, church, that every ship you sailed in in the world has been burned. And there's only one thing left for us to do as Christians, and that's advance and conquer. God has burned every bridge that leads back to the old life. There's nothing there. All that remains is to set our minds 
on the task of conquering our Canaan. Like it or not, you're in a battle. You've been drafted. You've got the sword of the Spirit, the shield of faith, helmet of salvation, belt of truth, gospel sandals. You are fully girt up with the armor of God. And God says, now you go and you conquer in the name of Jesus and make your mark. That's the will of God. There's only one way to stand up against the devil and the hordes of hell that attack you and I every single day, and that is to be totally surrendered to Jesus Christ. I really believe the man who kneels before God can stand before anybody or any devil or any situation and win if you are fully surrendered to him, closing the gap, closing the distance, getting as close as you can day by day to him. If you will pursue God with every fiber of your being, he'll do exactly the same for you. Listen to this promise. Come close to God and God will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, for your loyalty is divided between God and the world, said James. Now listen to this one. James also said, submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Look at the order. First, you've got to submit to God. If you're not submitted to God fully like Caleb, you have no power to resist the devil, and he will not flee from you. It's when you say, Lord, take my all, be my all. Today, I'm going to close the gap. I'm not going to walk out the front door to face this world until I have closed the distance between me and you. I'm not going to give anything that gets into my spirit or life that separates me from God any longer than a 24-hour shelf life. I'm going to keep it right with you. I'm going to pray daily and close the distance and submit And when you do that, you can say to the devil, get out of my space, get out of my home, get out of my mind, get out of my life, because I'm submitted to God. So everybody say with me, commitment is crucial to getting your promised land. And now the second thing I see in Caleb's life, he had confidence. Oh, I love his confidence. Talk about confidence. 85 years old. 85 years old, and he believed he could still be a giant killer. It was his confidence in God's Word. He didn't have confidence in himself. He didn't have confidence in anybody around him. He had confidence in the very Word of God. Well, if you've got a dream in your heart, an aspiration, a vision for your future, Caleb's story is certainly encouraging stuff. You know, with God's blessing, Life Talk has grown to reach into the entire nation. We're now carried on 530 radio stations, which is an amazing thing to consider when we were only on one station just a few short years ago. And thank you to all our Life Talk listeners who helped to make that happen with your prayers and financial support. And be sure to check out our Life Talk website at lifetalkradio.us. That's lifetalkradio.us. And join me next time as we continue with part two of the message, Caleb, an old man with a young dream. Until then, may God's rich blessings be yours. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff. You know, at Life Talk, we want to stay connected with you and help equip and encourage you in your walk with the Lord. 
If you'd like to receive e-devotionals and ministry updates from me, go online to lifetalkradio.us and sign up to receive this exclusive Lifetalk listener email. When you sign up for the first time, we'll send you a free resource as a thank you for being a devoted Lifetalk listener. So go to lifetalkradio.us and sign up for a free e-devotional today. Caleb, an old man with a young dream, is the seventh message of Pastor Jeff's series, The Unsung Heroes of the Bible. You can own a copy of this 10-CD set for just $50 plus shipping. Log on to lifetalkradio.us or call us toll-free at 877-884-3111. Get your copy of today's message for just $5 or purchase the entire series, The Unsung Heroes of the Bible, for only $50 plus shipping. By logging on to lifetalkradio.us or calling us toll-free at 877-884-3111 for more information. You've been listening to Life Talk with Dr. Jeff Wickwire. To find out more about Dr. Wickwire's ministry and Turning Point Church, visit us at lifetalkradio.us or call us toll-free at 877-884-3111. That's 877-884-3111. And as a reminder, Life Talk is a listener-supported ministry. We exist to bring God's Word to thousands of people in your area on this great station. So your prayers and financial support go a long way in helping us with this endeavor. Please prayerfully consider helping us. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to meeting with you once again on our next Life Talk broadcast.